Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. sucks to talk about the weather but it's getting warm i love you know you can every year i'm like seasonal you know affective disorder doesn't affect me i don't have seasonal depression yeah i'm fine the weather doesn't affect i like when it's kind of snowy or rainy or gloomy or whatever and then yeah. spring rolls around and i'm like oh i feel so much better yeah it's, it's insane like when you're hungry and nothing can go right in the world and probably you should just lay down and give up yeah and everything is terrible and then you eat like a sandwich <laughs> you're like oh everything's fine oh actually yeah that's Turns what spring out. is like i have this it thing is. where when the seasons are changing i'm like aware mm-hmm. obviously that the seasons are changing mm-hmm. but i it takes me forever to feel which way they're going hmm. so i'm like i know we're in between seasons but i don't know if it's getting colder or warmer <laughs> <laughs> like every day when i go outside i have to be like going yeah. to spring we're going okay we're springing springing yeah well it's hard around here too because there's always that couple there's like a week or so where it's really sunny but cold and you're like oh yeah look at that it's spring spring has sprung hell yeah and then you walk outside you're like oh god i still need a jacket it's still 34 degrees whoops yeah but it's finally it's finally getting warm i just start planning like projects yeah like crazy that's yes. how i know it's officially spring because i'm like oh, i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and then i do none of it because just because it's getting warmer doesn't mean i have more time in yeah. my day it does help when the sun doesn't go down at 4 p.m though. it's true it does feel like you have more day yeah well hey i mean we well hey ha- we made it so far this yeah. is the end of march sadness <sighs> we still have this one yes which but, might kill us but we've made it but yeah. we've made it up yeah. to this point we're in the home stretch so that's good uh, I have a question I for you. I have been dreading this one since we started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am not ready still. Yeah. I feel like I've been... I started therapy. <laughs> I've been really good at taking all my vitamins. Yeah. Getting some sun. You're just emotionally, like, yeah. nesting. Yeah, I'm trying to, okay. like, get prepared. I was talking to one of my clients about how we're doing this, and they're an adult, and they were like, why would you do that? <laughs> Like, very sincerely. Yeah. And no. I was like, you know. <laughs> a couple of my friends you were right. like, why are you doing this? I hope April is, like, fun stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we, we got some fun stuff. But. It'll be fine. But because it is, it's a funny concept. It is. It really is. And, and I mean. you pass up on the marketing yeah. <laughs> of March sadness is funny. It's funny. We, for you. We're doing this for you. Yeah, it's for the audience. So, hmm. Hoping we start making some money on this to yeah. pay the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to start uh what made you want to start therapy? Oh, so I have this podcast. <laughs> I had to watch Homeward Bound. <laughs> it all started yeah 
three weeks ago. <laughs> Not with my childhood. That was fine. Yeah, everything was fine. Three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, do, I have a fun question before oh, we get started. Ready. If, if you could have a wild animal as a pet, oh, what would you want? Oh. What kind of... A giraffe. Yeah, I mean, we all knew giraffe, elephant, we all know. Other than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's a lot of contingencies with that, like... How much space do you have? Space. Like, I would love to have an elephant if I could have... If it would be a happy... The acreage. Yeah. You know, and the... Because you gotta have a whole herd, like, you can't just have one elephant. one lonely elephant. Yeah. And the poops. Right. So, (laughs) so really, like... You just want to live where the elephant lives, yeah, 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 not bring yeah. the elephant to you. Right. If yeah. they could, elephants could be like nearby and I could go pet them. And right. And have them, they, yeah. But to share actually breakfast own one. with them. That'd be so yeah. cute. Oh, God, it would. Yeah, but realistically. Yeah, like manageable ones that you could fit in your house. Yeah. I would love to have a capybara. Oh, those are cute. Although, not to bring the mood down. <laughs> I was watching last week tonight and John Oliver, of course, had to bring the mood down. Yeah, we were talking does. about the next pandemic. Yeah, and how yeah things I we saw can do one. yeah to like avoid and I guess having like wild animals that aren't supposed to be near each other is something that is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And they showed that scene where there was like a capybara next to like a raccoon. And you're know. like, those aren't supposed to. They don't no. live in the same areas. Yeah, if they share diseases, it's bad. Right. Well, I know they talked about two of my favorite. They were like, here's a capybara and a marmoset. I'm like, I also love marmosets. Yeah. They're not supposed to be near. They're not friends. Other shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in in a perfect world. Right. Yeah. That'd be great. Where they don't have communicable diseases that start pandemics. I would love to have a capybara. Yeah. Definitely. Their friend shape. Do the tree frogs that live in my house count? No, you already have those. <laughs> <laughs> if you could help, I have them. Yeah. Okay. So like an outlandish. Yeah. Um, It'd be cool to have, like, a tiger in your house, because they seem very soft. Yeah. They didn't kill you. I think, though, just, like, an armadillo would be really cute. Yeah. A possum. Yeah, just, like, random, cute wildlife would be fun. That's true, yeah. There's not really very many fuzzy animals that I wouldn't want living in my house if I could. Yeah, like, in ideal conditions where it is, like, you know, domesticated and happy to be around you. Yeah. yeah. Like any fuzzy animal. Yeah, pretty much anything that tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Actually. not fuzzy animals. Like, if I had a big enough tank in my house and I could have an octopus. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Although octopuses. Puss I. <laughs> Girl, let me. Never mind. Uh. <laughs> But they're so smart, is what I was going to say. Yeah. So you like got to make sure that they're... They just wreak havoc. Enriched. Yeah. You know, give them stuff to do. Legos. Did you know octopuses and octopi is both grammatically correct? Oh, good you to know. You can use either one. Octopusi <laughs> is not. <laughs> I know, I That, that. ain't it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I apologize. <laughs> On behalf of all octopus <laughs> in the world. But yeah, I mean, any of those, that's fun. Well, why are we talking about wild animals? I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. This is Replay Rewind. It is. It's a podcast about movies. Yes. Children's movies. Sad children's movies right now. Not usually this sad. Never this sad. (laughs) Y'all can probably guess, given the theme of the month and the fact that we're talking about wild animals and the fact that there's a title on this episode that says The Fox and the Hound, (sighs) but it's March Sadness. We're wrapping it up. We're talking about the fox and the hound today the saddest movie that i can think of yeah 
I always thought of, you know, people say, what's the saddest kids movie you've ever seen? Land Before Time is where I always go first. Yeah. But then I realized I've seen The Land Before Time like a hundred times. Right. I've seen The Fox and the Hound once. Yes. And I think my brain just went, nope. <laughs> we are not dealing with that again. I've seen it more than once for sure. It was a movie that I liked as a kid. Yeah. I, I think it was... I- I hated myself? I don't know. I think I was just so sensitive as a child and it destroyed me and I was like, I'm yeah. not putting myself through that again. No, you were a smart child. Yeah. I <laughs> was at the Disney store, not recently, obviously, but many moons ago, and they had a little section of Fox and the Hound, like, merch. Yeah. And I was like, why? <laughs> why do you want that on your shirt? Yeah. You want a lunchbox? Yeah. That makes you cry? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs this? You only have so much time to eat lunch. <laughs> you don't spend it crying. Right. It's supposed to be your break from the crying that you do about Shit. your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we have been ramping up, getting worse every week, and yeah. we chose this one because it's the only one that doesn't end happily. Yes. It just, we're gonna, yeah, we're just gonna dump this in your lap at the end of March and then leave. There <laughs> 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 like, you go. Bye. It's, it's not getting better. Do you remember much about it? No, I don't remember very much about it. I just remember that there is a fox and, and a hound. A hound, yeah. They are friends. The fox belongs to an old lady. The hound belongs to an old man who I believe is wearing like red long john underwear at some point. Oh, <laughs> probably. And has a shotgun. Yeah. And does a lot of yelling. He seems cranky. Their names are Copper and Todd. Yep. With one D. When I was a kid and I was like, Maybe I'll have kids someday. I thought it would be cute to have a kid named Copper. Because of this movie? Yeah. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) A lot. (laughs) That's pretty much all. I remember their cute little voices because they meet when they're babies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a whole lot of detail. It's basically, you know, they meet when they're little. They become friends. The fox dies. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Woof. There's a bear? Yeah. Yeah. At some point voiced by oh candy, candy candido, candido. yeah <laughs> hell yeah yeah because that <laughs> when we were researching the great mouse detective yeah he shows up I, in the montage I, yeah i watched that montage of all of the voices that he did and just that tiny glimpse of the fox and the hound i was like already a little sad oh no <laughs> yeah they just i mean it's a pretty basic story they meet when they're little have adventures and then they're not supposed to be friends right no. That's the thing. Cause yeah. Because one is dogs. domesticated and one is not. Great. Really looking forward to this. It's going to be rough. Yeah. This is uh, the last movie that Don Bluth worked on. Oh. Man. This is the one that he walked out on. What is his deal? <laughs> he said this one was, it. well, he his problem with Disney was that it was like too safe and too commercial, which this movie is so rough. Yeah, it ain't, <laughs> man. I know. He was like, I'm... I know how to make kids cry. <laughs> this I ain't it. This. Oh, is that what we're going for? I could do that, he said. Yeah. And then he left to make weird shit. Yeah, that. I mean, that, that's pretty much the plot that I remember. Okay. I'm sure there's lots of other shit yeah, that other I don't remember. Yeah, other stuff has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, adventures. it really doesn't have Just to, to really it's five drive minutes. it home. It's five minutes long. <laughs> Me crying. No, then it wouldn't be as impactful. I don't know. Sometimes. There's that like little short internet video that was going around that was like of a pit bull and a kitten becoming friends because they were both strays. Did oh, you see yeah. that? I don't know. Maybe. It was like five minutes long. Yeah. But it was just like 
I mean, there's a Zillow commercial that makes me cry, and it is 30 (laughs) seconds long. So you're right. It doesn't take that long. It does not. You just got to really get the story down. Man, we could do a whole episode on commercials that make me cry. We should. (laughs) We should do that. (laughs) Be really funny. Just for fun. I like it. The worst one, I will just say. Uh Not that it was that sad, but one that I was like, why am I crying? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even remember what the commercial was for. But just in an unrelated, like, little snapshot, there was just a woman, like, breastfeeding her baby. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't think that this has ever been so nonchalantly, like, just on a commercial. Yeah. Without it being a thing. Right. And it made me tear up a little <laughs> bit. I don't have kids. I don't care about kids much. Right. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, it's it's just, like, progressive and, like, maybe things will be okay. <laughs> they won't. They won't be okay. <laughs> God. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's go <Fuck> you. <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> Sorry, audience. Woo! I love you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you back here in a minute. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, that was a fucking fluffy movie. Yes. It is. It's... It's, re- it's really pretty. Very pretty. They put in a lot of effort. Yes. To make it look mm-hmm. nice. It looks very nice. They did a very good job. Not as much substance as I remember. No. Just kind of... There. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Not not groundbreaking. There that was. Yeah. Or anything. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the IMDb is a little fox named Todd and Copper, a hound puppy vow to be best buddies forever but as copper grows into a hunting dog their unlikely friendship faces the ultimate test what if he grew into like an elephant (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why the way that's phrased is like as copper grows into a business professional (laughs) they can no longer be friends he has a portfolio dad i've got meetings all day today (laughs) i mean i'll try to pencil you in for lunch but i don't have time to scuffle it's on the go dude yeah, what is what else is he gonna grow into? I know. See an eye dog, maybe. I guess. Sorry, I'm seeing shit. Time. Time, time. Get a job. So it it starts out like real low. Yeah. You know, like just wind and yeah. There's bird no music, and I was like, yeah. oh no. And I forgot, like old Disney movies used to do that, where like all of the credits are at the beginning rather yeah. than the end. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Let's go. Here we go. I know I was getting excited about some of those credits. 
Yes. Mostly just that Corey Feldman is in this. Yes. Because I love him so much. Yes, I see here you wrote Corey fucking Feldman. I didn't know he was in it. (laughs) You'll also see that of the supervising animators, three of six of them are of the nine old men. Yeah. This was the, I think the last movie that any of them Mm -hmm. worked on as supervisors. Yep. Yeah, they're all getting actually old and retiring at this point. It's very obvious that... All of the backgrounds and stuff are hand painted, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah, I mean, this whole beginning scene is just, it's super pretty, but it is a little bit just like, right. it's ominous. You're like, what it is, is going to happen? Yeah, it's, ominous is a good word for there's it. There's no music. There's no, like, there's animal noises. There's forced sounds. Um, they do show a spider web covered in dew, like, sparkling in the sun. Yeah. And it really is. A moment of just like showing off oh, that yeah. they can do that. We can do. We're like, yeah, 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 we get it. Yeah. Which I mean, probably at the time was like, oh shit, look at that. Oh, for sure. And, and then we're all like, yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> one, two, like we've talked about a couple times where now, you know, we think of Disney as this like, just like overlord. Yeah. But at the time, I mean, they were still only putting out movies every four years. Yep. Like, you know. I think this is the last one of the every four years. I think so too. too. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, because they were like, well, Disney's dead, so. Yeah, we can do, do whatever, whatever we want. Fuck we want. <laughs> There's no rules. So we finally see some, like, characters. Yeah, some music is... starts a little bit, and it's like, oh, this is not happy. Yeah. Something bad is happening. Yeah, something actually ominous is mm-hmm. happening, besides just birds tweeting. <laughs> a fox with a baby in its mouth is running from a dog. Yep. We don't ever see the dog, though. No. We just hear the barking. Yeah. We see the fox keeps, like, looking back. Yeah, running away. And running away. And then an owl comes out to see what the commotion is mm-hmm. and watches as the mother fox like hides the baby in some grass around a fence so that she can run away and the baby can stay safe. Yes. And then we have a real Bambi moment. Yep. Yeah. Off screen, we see this mother fox does not get very far before mm-hmm. we hear some gunshots and then that's it. And we don't see her die. We don't see the hunter or the dog or any of that. We just see her run into some tall grass and yeah. some gunshots and then it's like quiet and then the owl is kind of like oh yeah because she knows exactly what happened yeah and there's this tiny little baby fox that she just saw you know get hidden in some grass yeah. and she's like well shit yeah and she like flies down and that's when we learn that her name is big mama because mm-hmm. of course it is yeah i do like that <laughs> she's like oh you poor thing as if like owls eat animals right you know like that's what they do it's true that owl has eaten somebody's mom before. Maybe she eats the whole family at once. <laughs> She's a family annihilator, yeah. big mama. <laughs> God. I don't know. I do also love that she's like, oh, come come here and talk to big mama. And yeah. then he's like, she's like, we need to find you a mom. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> you just said. Your name is mama. You just said big mama. Yeah. To a baby. She's like, no, nah, bitch, I got wings. No, 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 no. Can't be down here on the ground with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they do, like, they do, like, a little snuggle. Yeah, he's, like, cuddling up under her wing, and she's like, all right, well, we gotta find somebody to take care of you. Yeah, so she's like, stay here, flies away, finds her friends. Yeah. A woodpecker and a tiny bird. Yes. Who are trying to catch a caterpillar. They are hell-bent. This subplot mm-hmm. of these two birds and this caterpillar is very, it's kind of home alone, almost. It's very mouse hunt. Yes. Because they keep hurting themselves in the process Mm -hmm. and like making things worse and every time when they could catch him they have to like look at each other and do the like yes we got him oh we're gonna do it yeah and he's like run off yes and 
the one bird keeps calling him a woim. Yeah, a woim. <laughs> there he is, the woim. The woim, we're gonna get him. So the birds start talking about trying to find somebody to take care of the baby fox, and they all glance over at a nearby house. Mm-hmm. And so they come up with a plan. Yes. So the woodpecker, whose name is Boomer, yes, goes and knocks on her door. Well, pecks at it, I guess. <laughs> Gets stuck it's in the job. door. Yeah, and she opens it, and his it just like slams him against the wall, and his beak goes right through the door. Which either his beak is very strong, which actually I guess we learned that it's not. Yeah, we learn later that it's not. Yeah. So her door must be very flimsy. This is back in the day. Sure, the flimsy door time. <laughs> I think not. I think they've gotten flimsier. Oh, um, probably. I don't know. I'm not a door expert. This is not a door podcast. If you know about doors, send us an email at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us tell us all about, about the evolution of doors. So anyway, she opens her door. She sees that this little finch and this owl are taking her bloomers off of the mm, clothesline. Yeah. And she's like, damn it, get back here with my underwear. So she starts chasing after these birds and they lead her away and drop the clothes on this baby fox. Yes. And then she's like, so she picks them up. She's like, oh, what has gotten into those birds? And then she sees this fox and she's like, oh, no, just heart melts, which I mean, anybody's yeah, would, you know, just this baby. one little baby by himself. And she's like, all right, well, scoop, taking yep. you inside. He has like a second of like, put me down, lady. And then yeah. she cuddles him and he she like, wraps him up in her little apron. Okay. And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah. And then she's like bottle feeding him. Yes. And says that he's like a little toddler. There's like, I'm going to name you Todd. I know. Which, again, we've got someone naming someone after, like, a child feature. Yes. Todd. Littlefoot. Yes. Be like, he will be an adult someday. What? Is Todd short for something, or is it just Todd? I guess it's just Todd. Maybe all humans are also named Toddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, you named your newborn baby Toddler? Right? That's, uh, you're just being aspirational there. <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping he makes it to two. <laughs> it is a very touching moment. Very cute. Yeah, because she says, well, now I won't be lonesome. Yeah. And the birds are happy that they've accomplished their mission and they found a good home. Yeah, they're all looking in the window like, yeah, look at us. We did it. We're yeah. so smart. If I were them, I'd be like, somebody adopt me. It looks nice in there. Right? Hello? Feed me. I can't even catch a worm. <laughs> I can't catch a worm. I was to say, it's a worm. <laughs> Having trouble with a worm. So... so then we switch over to this other angry man who is just perpetually in his underwear. His long johns. A man of eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he has brought home a tiny baby puppy. Okay, he brings this puppy in in a sack. Yep. Which is like, what? Yeah, Not to be dark, but that's like how people get rid of puppies. Right. They put them in a sack and like throw them in a river. Maybe he found it in a river. Or about to be, he's like, wait, wait, don't throw that. Or he just went to the pound with a bag and was like, I'll take your best dog with long ears. The long ears indicate that they're good at smelling. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, he throws the, the bag and all Yeah, at his older dog. The older dog is like, ooh, a snack. Yeah. And then it starts whimpering. And he's mm-hmm. like, hmm. A snack I have to kill? Not a snack. <laughs> and he just kind of gives it to him yeah. and he's like well here you go chief take care of him and walks off and i'm like i don't think you can just give the new dog to the old dog and be like good luck i, I, mean, mean, I mean i guess you can you have tried that with agnes and wendy i think and it didn't it didn't work didn't take did not i mean they're fine go well yeah 
but you still have to feed Agnes, you know, Wendy right. doesn't do it. No. <laughs> I don't think Wendy taught Agnes anything. Copper is the cutest little baby dog, though, because he has so much extra skin and wrinkles, and every time he, like, gets scooted one way, he, like, is blinded by his own extra skin, and it's just, it's very cute. It is very cute. Yeah, the the big old dog chief is like, no thank you, but then Copper starts snuggling up with him, and he's like, okay, all right. Then we skip to the old lady, Mm -hmm. who we don't learn ever her first name and we don't even really get her last name until much later in the movie which yeah. i think is it's interesting strange. we don't learn anybody's yeah any either of these people's names which i only I, learned I think is to make them secondary i guess to, i guess yeah you know the animal characters but they are in the movie a lot and are very important to right. the story so yeah but also who would say their name yeah i guess that's true so it makes sense because we don't learn his name until she yells at him I mean, she could tell, okay, maybe I talk to my animals too much, but <laughs> she could be like, I'm going to name you Todd, and my name is... That's true. She does talk to him a lot. She does. Throughout the movie. Anyway, old lady milking a cow. Yes. Just one cow. Yeah. One lady, one cow. One fox, one chicken. One house. That's all you need. One flimsy door. Yep. Perfect life. Yes. She does seem to only have one chicken. <laughs> well, <So. laughs> I mean, how many chickens do you need? Yeah. How many eggs can you eat? So... Yeah, she's in her little barn milking her little cow, mm-hmm. and Todd is playing with the cow's tail. Yeah. Old lady's just like, you're just gonna have to get used to him, Abigail, because mm-hmm. he's gonna be around. I know. She's clearly very lonely. She just talks to her animals all the time, which I mean, I know so do I, but... I was about to be like, oh, whoops. It's cute, though. She seems to be having a good time. But yeah, she's like, oh, I know what you want, Todd, and just squirts cow's milk right into his face. And yeah, he's all cute. so happy about it. And then he's just exploring the barn and he goes over to look at the chickens. And I just love that the mom does like a double take because she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then hilarity ensues. Yes. Because the chicken is losing it and Todd's running around trying to escape this angry chicken mom. And then the cow's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and, and kicks over its milk. I do like the, the hen wasn't like ah a fox i'm scared the hen was like i'm gonna eat this fox. right get out of here <laughs> yeah. she's got babies to protect yeah so that all makes a huge mess and the old lady is like mad at him for half a second but mm-hmm. she can't stay mad no so she sends todd outside to find something else to do yeah and then you he says out loud oh it's dinky and boomer i wonder if they want to play yeah and this is the first we hear that he can talk Right. To himself, at the very least. Yeah. And then to the other animals. So Dinky and Boomer are doing what else? But trying to find a caterpillar. Trying to get this loin. Yeah. Yeah, are they going to share it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's because they lose it and Dinky's like, there goes our breakfast. It's like, two birds. It's just, I don't know. Anyway. I mean, and they only are ever shown trying to catch this one loin. So I'm like, do they eat anything else? Are they okay? I mean, they must. But this is probably like the best tasting thing ever well and at this point i feel like it's a personal vendetta They're i like, think it Listen, is personal. caterpillar you made us look like idiots right but yeah so todd's like what are you guys doing and dinky's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> we are busy we yeah. are doing bird stuff we're very busy <laughs> i think it's funny in this part hijinks of course yeah. slapstick uh boomer falls off of a branch <laughs> like the branch breaks and there's a moment of him being like oh no yeah like, you have wings, you my fly. dude. You You're a bird. He just fell straight to the ground. He's just like, well, he's not too bright. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they tell him to buzz off because they're, you know, he's distracting them. Yeah. So he wanders off. And then we cut over to Chief, old dog, and yeah. Copper. 
Yeah. This is when we realize that Chief is voiced by the same guy that voices the sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood. Yes. And Copper is voiced by Corey Feldman. I know. Because <laughs> he's good. <laughs> he just ha- apparently has always been doing that, like, raspy thing where his voice. Yeah. With his voice where he's just like, oh, I don't know. It's a weird scent. I'm going to go figure out what it is. And it's just, like, so, like, <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. Because he's, like, seven. Yeah. It's so, so cute. It's not that he got it from smoking cigarettes. I know. Maybe well, he ate he, too many Pop Rocks. Not to... <laughs> this is the candy cigarettes. Yeah. Not to derail, but he does it in Lost Boys. But it's yeah. very like, he's like, tough, I'm a vampire hunter. He's like, you know, bloodsuckers, whatever, we're gonna get him. And you're like, okay, yeah, but he's trying to be this like action hero, whatever. Yeah. But in this one, he's just playing a puppy and yeah. he still does it. So I'm like, yeah. maybe Corey Feldman just sounds like that. Yeah. Just has a tiny raspy voice. He does. And it's very cute. So he goes wandering off because he's like i don't know i never smelled this before and i want to figure out what it is and chief's like it's just there smells everywhere dude like yeah chief's like oh you know the master is like cooking food you should know that and he's like no this is different no i want to figure out what it is so he goes wandering off and he finds todd the way they animate like copper goes into like a hollow log Mm -hmm. and todd is on top or the other way around, or something. Yeah, no, Copper's little nose is sticking out. Yeah, and it pokes Todd, and he just gets covered in, like, chills. Yeah. And the way they animated it was really cute. It's so precious. And Todd's like, hey, what are you sniffing? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then Copper realizes that it's Todd's yeah. scent that he's been sniffing. And when he finds it, he does this little howl where he's just like, woo, woo, woo. And it fucking kills me. <laughs> Todd's like, what is that? And he's like, well, that's what we're supposed to do when we find something. We do a tiny hole. Yeah. So then they start playing hide and seek. Yes. Because he's like, can I use my nose? Yeah. And he's like, I, I guess, man. I don't know. But you should know, Todd, that's a super unfair advantage that Copper's got there. Yep. And Big Mama is watching this all happen because I guess she just stands in trees and watches shit go down. What else is she going to do? Watch TV? I mean, bird TV, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they probably make owl soap operas. Sure. And then she she says the thing. She says, oh, a fox and a hound. An unlikely pair. She said the title of the movie! She said it! She's almost sing a song about it. You're the best of friends. Do, 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 do. Having so much fun together. That song? You're yeah. not even aware. You're such a funny pair. You're the best of friends. It's very cute. It is cute. And it's I feel like it's like an early Randy Newman song. Like he could have written this song. Yeah. And Copper keeps kind of getting in trouble for sneaking off. Like the the farmer dude is like I guess he's not a farmer, he's just a hunter. He's like, Copper, where are you? And he's like, Oh, I gotta go home. And so he has to keep like sneaking away while Chief's asleep to go play with Todd and it hurts my feelings. Yeah, Chief's always asleep though, luckily. It's true. And then Todd and Copper promise each other that they're gonna be friends forever no i know and they're just like tumbling around that's very cute <laughs> and like biting each other's little ears yes and just being like you're my best friend you're my best friend and we're always gonna be best friends and that made me tear up a little bit that's why i've never told you that we would always be best friends because you never know and <laughs> so one day i'll come back up. with an insatiable need to kill you <laughs> <laughs> you would be the one killing me that's definitely true she's like what i'm doing i'm like you but gotta get out of here. It's just such bad foreshadowing. Yeah. You know? To right. to say that you're gonna be friends forever. Yeah. You don't know that. You don't know that you're in a movie film? <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad luck? Yeah. Well, he's just a baby. He doesn't know better. He hasn't seen very many 
movie films. That's true. Doesn't know. The owl has not shared her plethora of DVDs. Yeah, or her wisdom. <laughs> we'll get to it. Anyway. Yeah, and then they go swimming together, and then again we hear the hunters looking for copper, because he's like, that dog keeps running off. Yeah, and he's not going to be a good hunter if he doesn't learn to mine. It's true. So, so Todd's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And then... But then he doesn't show up. Inevitably. Yeah. A farmer man, whose name we still don't know. No. Has tied him up so that he can't wander off. Yeah. So Todd's like, he didn't show up to come play with me. Did I do something wrong? So he goes looking for him. And he sees, that, oh, he's tied up. So he's like, oh, what's she got going on? Show me your house. What's happening? And yeah, Popper's we can just like, play around here. That's fine. Get out of here, dude. Yeah. Chief is here and he's scary and he's going to wake up. And Todd's like, I am not afraid of this dog. And is just climbing all over him. Yeah. And like biting his ear. Like and nothing. And like, look, he has little ears and you have big ears. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And you're like, yep. Uh, yeah, man. And then he looks at how big his teeth are. Yeah. And then Chief starts having a dream where, and he's like kind of talking in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that he smells a fox. Yep. And it wakes him up. Wakes him up immediately. And starts chasing todd around dragging his little barrel with him yeah the barrel that he's been tied to i mm-hmm. like that they're like the dogs are tied up but not like actually to anything substantial sure yeah <laughs> i mean those, that barrel's probably fairly heavy yeah chief is just so full of adrenaline that he's like i'm gonna get him yeah and it wakes up the farmer guy and he runs out in his underwear with a gun and is like oh fox and he he walks out like right as because Todd's just trying to get away. Right. And he ends up in the chicken coop just because he's trying to get away from Chief and he's like, oh, an opening that he can't get into. Yeah. But the farmer guy thinks that, you know, he's a fox, so he's going after the chickens. Right. So he's like, got his gun out. And then the music is like very like Benny Hill. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, he's trying to kill this small main character of our movie and they're like yeah oh it's just so it's very discordant like i don't understand no the fun music with gun violence right this like (laughs) the opening scene yeah is ominous when nothing is happening and now that the main character is being shot at it's like we're having (laughs) a great time wacky wacky hijinks on the farm you're like no this is very scary and chaotic yeah so he's running away he sees that the old lady is um, driving off. Mm-hmm. Todd does. So he's like, I'm just going to go jump in the car because she's driving away and I'll be safer. Yeah. And the fucking old man is like, I'm just going to shoot the lady's car with her in it. At her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to get at Todd. I mean, he has just completely lost it at this point. So she stops and she gets out and yells at him, which is where we find out that his name is Amos Slade. Because of course it is. And she takes his gun and shoots the radiator of his car. Yes, Actually, she wonderful. just goes, give me that gun. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she... And she shoots his car. Shoots his radiator. He's like, radiator. He, she points the gun at him and he's like, that's loaded. So she like shoots it into the air. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not loaded anymore. Right. How the fuck, though, is this man going to be like, whoa, slow down. That's loaded. Like, you just pointed it at her car and shot at her. Yeah, and all of the milk that the she back was of her car. presumably taking to town to sell yeah. is gone now. Right. All leaked out. God. This guy sucks. unhinged. He also calls her a female yes. twice. Yeah. Which is rude. Yeah, he never calls her by her name once in this whole movie. No. Anyway, so he threatens. He says, if I ever catch that fox 
on my property again. I'm going to shoot it. And next time I won't miss. Which implies that he was missing on purpose this time. No, he no, shot sir. like 20 times. You're just bad at what you do. And I'm surprised he didn't shoot his own dog. Or his own feet. He shoots. Oh, yeah. He shoots like all across in front of himself. Yeah. Blows his own toes off. Ugh. All right. Anyway. So we cut back to farmer lady. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's hard to talk about. When we don't know these people's names. Yeah. But... In her house. And Todd has to stay inside because, you know, she knows that she can't communicate to him. It's fine right. if you stay on my property, but you Don't can't go, go over, over there. there. Yeah. She doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. I mean, you'd think he seems pretty smart. You would think that he would pick up on that on his own. You like, would think. Hmm, if I went over there again. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. He's very headstrong. He's very stubborn. And, and he, he loves copper so much. He so. does. It cuts to Amos and Chief packing up to leave. Uh-huh. And it, again, he refers to the lady as a meddling female. Yep. Because she shot his car. After he shot her, it's fine. Right. You started this, Amos. Yeah, she sees them. She's like, oh, looks like they're going on a hunting trip. And a long one. And good riddance. Yeah, and he says something about, we're gonna, we'll be back in the spring. Mm -hmm. He's going to his cabin in the woods, away from his cabin in the woods, I guess. Sure, you need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah, I mean, he already lives in the, I don't know where the fuck he's going, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, he lives close to a road, so there's not probably not a lot of animals to hunt because they're not going to live that close to people i guess yeah sure and he has a lot of animals to kill yeah he do and todd realizes what's happening and like sneaks himself out of the little crack in the window yeah and he wants to go say bye but he's too late he's too late they make eye contact as they're driving away i know but he doesn't have time to say goodbye which makes me very very sad and the the best of friends song is <laughs> yeah instrumental in the background so now comes Big Mama flying over mm -hmm. and is like, well, now's the time you gotta learn that you're not gonna be able to be friends because he's gonna come back a hunting dog. Mm -hmm. And she says, it's either education or elimination. <laughs> so the lyrics of the song that she sings really reminds me of Schoolhouse Rock. Yes. Just like the rhythm and the way it rhymes and yeah. stuff. <laughs> you listen good, Todd, because it's either education or elimination. Now, if you're so foxy and old chief is so dumb, then why does that hound get the fox on the run? Because he's got the hunter and the hunter's got the gun. Kablam! Elimination. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of education. <laughs> it's really, I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, no, you can definitely. It, yeah, Schoolhouse Rock, I think, is the best way to. Conjunction, uh -huh. what's your function? Best the hunter's got it. a gun and we're all gonna die. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Anyway. It makes me so mad, though, because this is now when the time that Big Mama and Dinky and Boomer take the time to be like, Copper's a hunting dog. That man is a hunter. He has a gun. He yeah. will kill you. I mean, he already kind of knows that. He's already kind of figured that out. But she's like, you and Copper can't be friends. I was like, why didn't you say that earlier? Any other time. When you watched their friendship, like, blossoming and they were having so much fun, like, tussling around. song about it. Yeah, and you were like, no one's going to understand your pairing. No one's going to understand why you guys are friends. They'll just say it's silly. Anyway, probably shouldn't warn that little fox baby that this Until is a bad idea. After and just he almost gets killed. Let and... him be best friends with this dog. Yeah. Oh, now I'll show him all. I mean, I guess they couldn't show him the pelts beforehand because, like, Chief and Copper and they Amos were around. There, yeah. But she just allows them to be friends and is like, look how cute and silly. And then now is almost talking to him like it's, like, he's so dumb that he doesn't know. He should have known. Yeah. Either you wise up you silly little fox, or you're going to die. And it's like, you never once told me this was a problem before. You thought it was cute. Yeah, so they 
Dinky and Boomer and Big Mama all like open the house, open the door to Amos's house to show him how many like pelts are on the wall. Yeah. And Todd just like can't believe that Copper would ever do that. Right. And I've been thinking about this since <laughs> watching it. Yeah. Considering like where Todd was dropped off yep. by his mom mm-hmm. and the closest hunter mm-hmm. with a hunting dog. Yep. It stands to reason that Amos is the one who killed Todd's mom. Probably. And one of those pelts on the wall is probably his own mother. It might be, yeah, depending on how much time, I mean, depending what he does with them, he probably sells them. Yeah. But, yeah. But he has a bunch on the wall. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a ton in there. So, it, yeah, it's definitely not even kind of a stretch to say that his mom is probably in there. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And Todd is like, but Copper said we would be friends forever. Yep. I can't find the bell, but this is where I started crying. No. Oh. <laughs> Just on my cat. Yeah. Because he was, it just insisted on sitting in my lap, even though I told him not to. <laughs> so I was just crying tears onto my cat, because it just made me very sad. Because he's like, no, that won't happen. We talked about it. We're going to be friends. And Big Mama says, forever is a long, long time, and time has a way of changing things. <sighs> it feels like Copper was just shipped off to, like, the police academy or something. <laughs> kind of was. Or, like, the military, you know? It's going like... to come back a killer. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yes. So then... So it starts getting cold, and we see this <laughs> silly little one. Squeaks. Squeaks. His name is Squeaks. And he's out in the cold. Not an entomologist. I see that. I don't know the lifespan of your average caterpillar, but I feel like he has lived a long time. As a caterpillar, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's crawling around. He's like, it's freezing in here. Yeah, I don't usually... I don't feel like caterpillars usually like wander around in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes inside. Yeah, he he climbs into the lady's house through the keyhole. Yeah. And Dinky and Boomer are just like, what? Yeah, they're he... like snuggling up together in the head of the scarecrow, which is very cute. Yeah. But they go look in the window and they see that Squeaks has like moved into a house plant. Yeah. And he's like warming his butt by the radiator. He and, grabs like, a sock as a blanket. Yeah, he like pulls it over and they're like, well, you know what? We're never going to get this caterpillar until spring. So time for us to head out. And they tell Big Mama, we're leaving. We're migrating. We're going south, which I feel like they're very late. Yes. But also not an ornithologist. So they leave. And Todd is just sad inside of his house looking at Copper's empty yard. Yeah. And you would think he could go out and play while they're gone. I know. I mean, maybe she does let him out. Maybe he's just inside for the time being. But he's just looking at their house. Why do they live so close together? And sometimes they, it looks like their houses are very close together, and, some, and then sometimes they look very far apart. Yeah, because, I mean, he can see Copper's, like, little barrel from his window. Yeah. Maybe it's because all the trees don't have leaves. Maybe. He can see further. Yeah. That would make sense. I don't know. I'm not a arborist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we see, we cut to Chief and Amos, who are hunting in the woods, and they're teaching Copper how to hunt, but currently he's just being a little doofus and jumping from footprint to footprint Mm. in the snow and getting himself stuck and chief goes and picks him up and carries him through the snow and it's very cute and then he like he we see him grow up a little bit he's like an awkward little teenage dog yeah doesn't know where his legs are yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he's getting better he like chases a rabbit yeah and chief's like no stupid not like that do it like this yeah but then he gets older and we see that they've caught a bunch of stuff, and he knows how to hunt now, and he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And Amos is, like, petting him on the head. Good job, buddy. Yep. And they load up, because it's getting back to being springtime. Yep. And uh, Copper gets to sit in the front of the car. 
Because he's earned it. Yeah. Chief is old. Old news. Yeah, get in the back, Chief. Useless. You're washed up. Giant mutt of a dog. Like, what even, what even kind of dog is he supposed to be? I don't know. He big. He big. All right, it's spring now. Yay, and they're coming home. Big Mom is cleaning out her house. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, like, dumping leaves out of her house. I don't know. How, maybe she was. they were in there to keep her warm. Yeah, probably. Insulation, and now she's like, it's warm. I don't need them. Yeah. So she dumps them on Todd's head. The way you switch from winter clothes to above 45 degrees clothes. Yes. <laughs> I don't need them. I'm warm now. I mean, I don't dump the sweaters out of my window. <laughs> you probably could. I guess. Yeah, so Dinky and Boomer are back. Yeah. Todd sounds like a whole ass adult. Dinky and Boomer are like, who's this guy? Oh, this isn't that little squirt. I don't know this guy. It's cute that Todd's wearing a collar now. Yeah. The lady got the memo. Yeah. About like, this. okay, this is my pet fox. Yeah, she heard me yelling. Yeah. Put tags on your fucking animals. You hear that, Bob Burnford? You hear that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the minute that Dinky and Boomer get back, they see the caterpillar. They're like, oh, this son of a bitch. God. And then uh, hijinks ensue. Yep. That somehow the caterpillar becomes electrified. Like they get up on yeah, a telephone the pole, electric roof of something? the house. Yeah, yeah, and they like climb up in the electric works. And then yeah, he gets electrified. I'm not an electrician. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, it is cute because he's like walking across the the line, and he's like electrified, and he's yeah. like boop, boop. <laughs> I know. Every time he scrunches up, he's like zip. Boomer's like, Dinky, how's he doing that? <laughs> it's very, very How- cute. I, okay, I enjoy, I know we're not at the critique part of the episode yet, but <laughs> I enjoy these two characters a lot. Yeah. But, like, this movie would be so much shorter if they weren't in it. I know. I know. Their parts are very it's like strange. barely a subplot. Yeah. It's, like, a lot of plot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Amos and Chief are heading home. Chief is upset about being in the backseat. Oh, he's cranky, and Amos is like, hey, it's your fault. Yep. You taught him to be a great hunting dog. Now he's better than you. That's why he's in the front seat. Amos says, ain't no reason to be a sore head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no reason to be a sore head, meat wedge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so Todd is excited to see Copper and is certain that Copper will be glad to see him too. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's my friend. He's home. Great. Look how big he is. It's somehow less adorable when they're voiced by adult men. Is it? Yeah. I mean, like. Just the movie in general isn't cute anymore. Uh, just their relationship is... It's not... It's still cute. Yeah. But it's just very much like... Well, it's more serious. They're both more serious. It's true. Yeah. It's pretty gay. I mean, it is gay. <laughs> this movie is gay as shit. Because <laughs> he's just like, ooh, look how big he is. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> he got real big, Todd. Yeah. He's a big boy. strong. <laughs> Those ears look great on him. He grew into him. He grew into his ears. They don't drag the ground anymore. It's true. It yeah. is cute, though. I mean, until Todd runs up to him and is like, oh my god, I'm so excited to see you. And Copper's like, I'm excited to see you, too. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it is. This part is sad. It is. Copper's like, look, I'm a hunting dog now. I got a job. I can't. We can't be friends. We can't be friends. You gotta get out of here. Chief's gonna wake up, because <laughs> all Chief does is sleep. He do. Yeah, but and of like, course, you, gotta go. you know, Todd's like, I ain't worried about Chief. And then Chief wakes up, because this has all happened before, my dude. Yeah. He, d- he learns nothing. No. So again, we get chief chasing famous. scene, but it's less, uh... It's less, less fun this time. It wasn't fun the first time, I don't think, but this no. time they don't portray it as fun. <laughs> they don't put the wacky antics music. Yes. Chief is not scooping chickens up in his barrel and, yeah. you know, 
It's very serious this time. Amos is like, yep, I'm gonna get that fox. I told you. Yeah, he's back, so I'm gonna get him. They all go chasing him off through the woods. Todd hides in this huge wood pile. So why didn't Todd just run home? I don't know. Maybe he, I mean, he saw what happened last time where Amos just shot at this lady's car. I guess. And this time he's like determined, I'm going to kill him. If he could get in the house, he would be safe. Yeah. Or even like climb up on top of the house because we see later that he can climb trees. That's true. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't go home. He was scared. Just went in whatever direction was. Yeah, maybe. But Copper finds Todd. Right. He sniffs him out. Yeah. Copper's really good at that. And I guess Todd hasn't bathed recently. (laughs) But Copper says, I'm going to let you go this one time. Because he says, I don't want to see you get killed. Yes. So he pretends like, oh, I saw him go this way. And yeah, and leads Slade away. Yeah. And then he runs onto the train tracks, Todd does, and runs into Chief. Mm-hmm. And then a train is coming because of course it is. Yeah, that's where trains go. It's really easy to not get hit by a train. If you stay off the tracks. That's it. I went to high school with a guy that got hit by a train and lived. Yeah. It was like, I, I mean, I wasn't there and rumors are rumors. Right. But what I heard was they were playing on the tracks or whatever, walking around. Mm-hmm. And he, like, in very movie film fashion. Did he get stuck? Got his foot stuck. Yeah. And then got hit. Well, he lived. That's nice. I guess. <laughs> I just don't play on train tracks. Yeah. Leave your shoe behind. I don't know. Right. Like, take your shoe off. Yeah. Anyway, Todd ducks under the train. Right. Because he's just a little fox. And Chief get, just, get just straight up there. gets hit by the train. Yeah. Amos is like, jump, Chief, jump. He no. does not. He gets hit by a train. So then Copper's all mad at todd because he thinks that it's todd's it's, fault yeah yeah but todd was like i'm just trying to get away right why didn't chief jump yeah but, and, okay chief is an annoying character yeah who has no redeeming qualities but it, i don't want to see a dog get hit by a train yeah and then when he hits the rocks on the way down it's yeah, sad. bounces all the way down yeah. and then he's just laying there in the water and yeah chief is just an extension of amos slade it's not his fault no it's true except for they didn't jump well, he should have jumped, but should've he was jumped. scared. I know. I don't like him. Anyway, you're right. It's not his fault, though. So Amos heads over to Lady's house, mm-hmm. and Todd hears him coming and, like, hides. Yeah. He bangs on the door and is like, Widow! Yeah. So now we have that information about her. Yeah. Her name is Widow. Her mom <laughs> named her Widow. Her yeah. mother was a spider. What yes. is this? And we learn that Chief isn't dead. Yeah. I thought he was dead. He should be. He very much should be. He got hit by a train, and then he bounced like 50 feet into a creek, and he's just a dog. Like, And all he did was break his leg. Yeah, he's Just fine. like that guy I went to high school with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we learned that Chief, he says, he almost killed Chief. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill that fox. Yeah. Yeah, so then we see her looking incredibly sad, and she's looking at this very cute picture of Todd on his birthday. He has a little birthday cake. A little cake. It says, happy birthday, Todd. <laughs> so cute. Because what else would it say? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah she's like why is she sad and really then sad. okay we figure out she's gonna go drop him off in the woods somewhere because they're yeah. riding in a car together and she starts sort of singing this song she's yeah, mostly just talking just talking which i don't understand why she doesn't say it out loud she's making all the facial expressions yeah and, and looking at todd but thinking the song in her head but she talks to him out loud all the time yeah so it's just a bizarre choice but she's just singing this song about how you know how lucky she was to have him and how much she loves him and how they weren't lonely it's very because they were together and it made me cry a whole lot thank you same um she says 
And I found out I needed you too. I remember how we used to play. I recall those rainy days, the fire's glow that kept us warm. And now I find we're both alone. Goodbye may seem forever. Farewell is like the end. But in my heart is a memory. And there you'll always be. That's so sad. It is sad. Because he's just excited to be in the car with her. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, where are we going? He's like snuggling her and like sitting on her shoulders and like gives her a little kiss. So maybe that's not why, maybe that's why she's not saying it out loud because she doesn't want him to know yeah. where they're going. But yeah, they're just like cuddling and she's, she just looks so very sad. And then she drops him off in the woods. I just could like, could not imagine doing this. No. I mean, you know, she kind of understands, I guess. Yeah, he's a fox. He'll figure it out. Hopefully. Right. Even though he's never. I know. And I feel like. Yes, she thinks that he's going to be safer there. Yeah. But also, she's been, like, caring for him his whole life. Like, he doesn't have any instincts, as we'll see later. Right. You know, it's like... You can't guarantee that he won't just follow her home. Yeah. Lady, you gotta Google a wildlife rescue place (laughs) so they can make sure... Yeah. ...that he's okay to be out... Make some friends. ...in the wild. Yeah. You gotta integrate. You can't just drop him off in the woods and take his collar. But she does. She takes his collar off and she's like, no, don't follow me gets back in her car drives away yep uh it's very very sad and todd is struggling it starts raining he's going yeah. through the forest i feel like every animal walks by with its family just it to does, be like yeah. hey friend yeah you're all here together you look very sad well and it's all like mothers with their kids like getting out of the rain yeah and he's just like going sitting to find in the shelter rain, being sad i mean no he's so lonely i want i did also wonder at this point how the woman felt driving back and it starts raining and she like knows that it's raining yeah. on him and he's like all alone and sad and oh, she i'm sure she was just like <laughs> just bawling the whole way home i mean yeah. she is kind of doing the right thing because she has to do something and he's gonna get yeah like call the cops murdered it's not illegal to hunt foxes though it's illegal to Whether shoot my car have <laughs> collars on that is true <laughs> that's 100 that man true. is that unhinged. man shot at me here's yes. the proof my milk cans are full of bullet holes right and, and i can't drink as you can see here's where my body would have been <laughs> that's yes. true yeah so todd's trying to find somewhere to get out of the rain he like finds a little cave it's full of raccoons like a little family of raccoons yeah he finds another burrow and ducks into it but then is immediately chased out by a very cranky old badger who's yelling at him cute he is cute and he's like you think you could just come on my house someone lives here get out of here buddy you're like oh god He's, he's so apologetic and then we see this little porcupine who's like excuse me sir i've been watching you you can come stay with me yeah that made me cry <laughs> it was just so sweet he is i was just excited that it was the same guy who voices piglet i know i think that's part of what made it so like endearing yeah but i don't voice. know just see like that kindness of seeing like this sad destitute right. little wet lost fox yes. and this then this porcupine i've like, been watching you excuse you me sir come. i know that's, it is very cute it's just so cute so he sleeps in a tree yes <laughs> So this is where we learn that her name is the Widow Tweed, but literally only because it was on the subtitles. Yes. I, I don't know if they ever say it out loud. No, I don't think they do. But it says it on the subtitles, so that is her. She finally has a name now. Widow Tweed. Widow Tweed. <laughs> so. <laughs> it sounds like we're saying, like, little tree or something. Yeah. Widow Tweed. <laughs> Widow Tweed. <laughs> 
Oh, God. So she gets home and Amos looks through his window and sees that she's returned home without the fox. And he says, oh, she must have taken him to the game preserve. Yep. And, you know, I might be stepping out of line here, but I don't think you can shoot things on a game preserve. You cannot. Great. I just wanted to really clarify that. Make sure. But you also can't guarantee that he's going to stay on the preserve. Right. But I mean... Amos says, oh, she took him to the preserve. We're going to go get us a fox. And it's like, no, dude, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, my, yeah. And your point stands. But my point being like, yes, she, that's where she took him because she thinks he'll be safe. But in my mind, I would be like, what's keeping him there? He could wander back. Right. He's a smart fox. It's true. Yeah. We see Chief and he's clomping around the house with his cast on his leg getting no sympathy from copper and amos because they both suck let's be real yeah chief walks into the kitchen or wherever and amos is like get back in there before i break your other leg i know it's like if you're so pissed that he got hurt by this fox that you're gonna go out of your way to break the law to kill this fox but you don't actually care about this dog right you're just an unhinged asshole yeah you just want to kill stuff yeah you just have a vendetta mm-hmm. the same way that Dinky and Boomer have a caterpillar vendetta. Yeah, this is, this is just a movie about vendettas. C for vendetta. <laughs> caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amos just sucks. And so then he's like, ooh, look at this bear trap. And he like shows him how it works for some reason. With the stick he keeps in his Yeah, house. yeah. It's just like, <laughs> check this out. It's like, okay. Yep. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, he's obviously going to use it to try and catch Todd. But... I mean, I, I know why he would use them, but why do you show the dog how it works? <laughs> like, I this, don't know. This, oh, and here, let me show you the map of where we're going, and yeah. let me show, like, it's a fucking dog. The dog's like, okay, man, just point me in a direction and I'll go. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do next? Talk on the phone? Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Mama is in the forest flying around looking for Todd because she knows that he was dropped off out there somewhere. Yeah. And she runs into a lady fox named yeah. Vixie. Vixie. Ooh. And Big Mama's like, hey, bitch, you seen a fox? <laughs> and Vixie's like, what does he look like? And Big Mama's like, you? A fox, man. Yeah. You literally all look the same. You, but without eyelashes? Yeah. A little scruffier, <laughs> I guess. they're animated. But Big Mama's like, oh, he's real handsome. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because she's like, I don't know, bushy tail, red fur. Oh. <gasps> ding light bulb goes off she's like and handsome right and she's like oh he sounds nice (laughs) yes does he yeah vixie (sighs) not a lot of foxes in the game preserve i think guess not so we see (laughs) todd is asleep in the tree i know way up the tree in in the porcupine's house and the porcupine is like asleep under todd's tail which is really sweet yeah and he wakes up and his pupils do this weird like dilate undilate thing do they yeah It's just a weird way that it's animated to show that he's, like, sleepy, I guess. Okay. But it made me, like, okay, uh, this porcupine did some drugs. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, what's that? Oh, shit, there's a fox in my house. But he stretches. Right. And accidentally stabs Todd. Yeah. And he falls out onto the badger's house. Uh Uh-huh. Classic. Classic. The badger starts yelling. Porcupine's yelling at him. We find out that his name is Digger. Yeah. Which is cool. Porcupine gets sad. Yep. So Dixie and Mama find Todd because he's, you know... He's been run off, yeah, by the woodland creatures a little bit. Yeah, Vixie is like, oh, he looks really sad, and I don't really have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, meh, and she's like, I'm just kidding. I love a project. Everybody knows that. Yeah. She's like, what's up? I'm gonna go... So Big Mama flies over to Todd and is like, 
how are you doing? Yeah. Are you okay? He's like, no, this sucks. And she's like, well, look around. The forest is beautiful. Yeah, look over there. Look at that tree. There's a hot bitch over there. Look at those rocks. Named Vixie. Oh, shit, look at that. And he's like, wow. (laughs) I didn't even know I was attracted to foxes. I had no idea. I've (laughs) I've only been in love with one dog my whole life. So that didn't work out. So I just figured be alone forever. I thought I was gay. Thought I was gay. Turns out. This Not bitch bisexual has done it for me. Yeah. So he's like, I do love his little pickup line because he's trying to figure out what do I say to her? You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to tell her, say, wow, you're the prettiest fox. And I'm just like, what, that you've ever seen, Todd? Have you seen other foxes? What Name one other fox. <laughs> oh, you're a fox expert? <laughs> name five foxes. You can't even, Todd. I assume I had a mom yep. at one point. That's it. You're the, I mean, I guess technically- she is the prettiest fox he's ever seen. I mean, that, yeah, that is true. But she's also the ugliest fox he's ever seen. Accurate. So <laughs> it's not really a great pickup line. He could have been like, I may not be the cutest fox in the forest, but I'm the only one talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally don't feel like it's a good <laughs> tactic to be like, hey, what other option do you have? <laughs> That's what it's I like, usually do. Like but walk away. He says, may I call you by your first name? She says, yes. And he's like, cool, what is it? <laughs> I love that. I think that's, I think it's endearingly clumsy, where it's just like, it is, it's cute. Great. Um, what is it? Yeah. So she says, it's Vixie. Yeah. And then Todd's like, type my name's, uh, Todd. And Vixie's like, sweet, catch me a fish. And Todd's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can do that. That seems easy. I watched Homer Bound. <laughs> just pretend like you don't want it. I can catch a fish. But he's like, I can definitely do that. And Big Mama is up in the tree, like, praying to owl jesus of like oh lord jesus please help him and i'm like todd sit down be humble you don't know nothing (laughs) about catching fish just say like hey actually i'm new in town yeah more of a city guy i can fix a carburetor uh i know how to get an old lady to give me milk yeah i I, yeah um i do not know i've never seen a fish actually probably I mean, maybe not. There's a distinct possibility. He doesn't even know what that is, but he's like... He does a really bad job. I got it. He does a a really bad job. Falls in the water. He gets very wet. Everyone's laughing at him. He's upset. He climbs out of the water and says, Ah, raspberries. (laughs) 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 It's like, it is, it's, it's sad and it's kind of funny, but it's also like, don't take yourself so seriously, my dude. Yeah, like, it's okay. But I mean, also, I get it. You know, he's having the worst time of his life. Yeah. He just got dropped off in the forest by his mom yesterday. He got rained on a lot. He got yelled at by a badger. He got stabbed by a porcupine. <laughs> yep. And now this the most gorgeous fox he's ever seen is laughing at him. The only fox he's ever seen. It's a rough day, you know? So he's he's having a rough time. But Big Mom is like <laughs> I'm she gonna says, sing a song. When you have a natural attraction, you deserve a mutual reaction. You're gonna get a whole lot of satisfaction. Stop. Conjunction, junction. Stop singing, Big Mama. Something bad is going to happen, okay? You sang your cute little song about how Todd and Copper were friends and how silly that was, and now you're singing this song, and something bad's going to happen. It's just. The point of it, though. She's just a harbinger of doom. Is nice. She's like, just be yourself, bro. I know. Quit trying to be weird. But that's what she said about Todd and Copper. Yeah. And now look where we are. I'm just having a memory of the genie being like, be yourself. (laughs) 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 That's what he needed. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> anyway um, so he goes and picks her a flower and he brings it to her and then they sneeze on each other and that's it 
They're in love now. Yeah, I mean, what other option do they have? There are no other boxes. (laughs) 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 They're all just like, they're like canoodling. Yeah. As a fox does. Right. And it, like, the camera zooms out and you see that, like, Boomer and Dinky yeah. and Big Mama and the Badger and the Porcupine are all just, like, They'll watching just stand this there. happen. I know. And it's but... like, y'all, have the internet, go watch your own porn. One. I know. Big weird. Mama's like, alright, 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 get out of here. We're not we're not gonna watch this. Move along, everyone. Yeah. Which is nice of her. There's a romantic harmonica in the background. Sure. The it's most great. romantic of instruments. Yep. And, and then, you know, they're kind of just walking around. They're having their little forest date. Yeah, it is very cute. Vixie implies that she wants to have six Yeah, they babies. see, I don't even remember what kind of quails, I think. Little quails run by and they babies. Count them all, yeah. And she says, six sounds good. And he's like, six what? And I'm like, ma'am, you really should pump the brakes because this boy just moved out of his mom's house yesterday. Mm-hmm. He cannot catch a fish. He cannot wash a shirt. He doesn't know <laughs> how to do anything. He can't drive. He can't, yeah. But he can't write a check. He's very inexperienced. Yeah, and I don't think that he even knows about the birds and the bees. I don't know that he does. Because his mama surely didn't tell him. No. And big mama surely didn't either. No. <laughs> Although she should have. So, inevitably. Yeah. Amos has shown up to ruin everyone's... Date. Yeah, the Good date. Good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a... Warm fuzzies. Clear sign that yeah. says... You cannot hunt here. Amos Slade. No hunting. <laughs> Get the fuck you out dick. of here. You dick. Turn around. And he says, that sign won't stop me because I can't read. And just start, no, he can read. He reads it and he's like, what do I care? Just starts clipping the fence wires. Well, he wires. says, we're not going hunting. We're just going to get a fox. Uh, with what? Mm-hmm. Just going to get him? A scholarship? Like, <laughs> come on, man. You're not like going to entice him to your house. You have a gun. And bear traps. And a dog with a vendetta. Yeah, and this part is kind of like, Copper is like, on board yeah. to go get Todd, which is just really sad. It is sad, because Chief's not even that cool. And no. neither is Amos. And they don't even really like each other. No, and Chief is fine. Like, I mean, I know he broke his leg, but he's not gonna die. No. He's just laying up in the house for the first time. You know, with his head on a pillow. In fact, Chief was going on about how great it was. Right. So and maybe just back off a little. It makes me sad that they train dogs to hunt like this. I know. And that they have to live outside all the time. Not necessary. No. Anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, when people needed to eat. Sure. Right. But you're just doing this to be a dick. He is. I just can't imagine my own dog. No. <laughs> I took Cricket to the pet store the other day, and there was a rabbit. And I was like, Cricket, look, a rabbit. <laughs> like, backed away really quick. Yeah. It's like, she is not. No. Not a hunting dog. I mean, I guess I she could indicate to me that there was... An animal nearby. Yeah. By pissing her pants. <laughs> and going in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Rabbit's probably that way because Cricket is now in that direction. She has a runoff. Yeah. So they're sniffing around the game preserve. Copper's Copper's doing most of the sniffing here. Trying yeah. to find Todd. Slade's useless. Yes. And then he's like, oh, good job, Copper. You got his trail and poke something, which I just have to assume is fox poop. Yeah. What else would it be? I mean, maybe a footprint. Maybe. But also, how do they know that it's Todd's? Right. Well, because Copper's like, it smells just like him. Yeah. I know. Todd has dropped something. some Something. To yeah. indicate. Right. Left some sort of trail. Breadcrumb. Yeah. Receipt. <laughs> it has his debit card information on it. Should not have done that. He is not used to being out in the world. <laughs> I know. It's his first day. Amos sets down his bear traps. Yeah, and then is like, oh, Amos Slade, you're so crafty. And like, you literally just 
set down some traps. The devil couldn't have done it any better himself, he yeah. says. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. You're worse than Satan. Puts a couple leaves on him. And he's like, <laughs> he's so proud of himself. It's Humans like, were did. a mistake. They were. Only foxes. Only foxes. You know what? Not even badgers. They're rude. It's true. So there's this scene where like Vixie and Todd are just walking through the forest. Mm-hmm. And Vixie gets like a bad feeling because she's like, it's too quiet. Yeah. This direction. Right. So we shouldn't go that way. Mm-hmm. And Todd's like, it's fine. Yeah. I'll check it out. And I'm like, why do you need to go that way? Just go somewhere go else. Go in a different direction. Yeah. Do you need to get the mail? Is there like- something specific? <laughs> He's like, well, I have to return these tapes to Blockbuster, Vixie. And this is the only Blockbuster in the preserve. So. Yeah. I <laughs> And I can't be late. I don't have money for the overdraft I fee. Can't- <laughs> I've lost my debit card somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I just don't know why he has to go. That's this what it way. is. He's retracing his steps. He's like fixing my wallets around here somewhere. Fell out of my fox pocket. <laughs> Foxes definitely have pockets. They look just like a dog, so they must. <laughs> they have to. So no, he's... you're absolutely right. He, I think he, it's just a little bit of like, I'll show you. I'm brave. I know. He, he's always done he this. He doesn't look brave. He's climbing all over Chief. Yeah, I know. As a baby, you know, he's never wanted to show someone that he was afraid and he's never particularly looked out for himself yeah he has no (laughs) self-preservation no even though he's on a preserve right to be preserved (laughs) anyway he's wandering this way and he hears the shotgun Mm -hmm. so he starts to run away and he avoids all of amos's traps which is like only accidentally he doesn't really realize they're there but no but (sighs) i just i don't even want to see like a cartoon allude to the fact that a fox's leg got caught in one they just no. they give me yes. the willies very terrifying in a big way so but todd and copper come face to face yeah and the animation here is terrifying it's so scary it's like head on they're both like snarling and you can see all their teeth they have they all their like, teeth out their eyes are red very scary it's like zoomed in yeah on their faces it's like on spongebob when it gets like <laughs> super realistic and zoomed in except scary instead of gross yeah so Todd, like, bites Copper on the throat and then starts running away, which I would think to lead Copper away from Vixie, but he runs right to their house. Because he tells her, like, get out of here. Yeah. But then he runs right to their little den. I don't know if it's theirs or if it's just a just den. Just a Well, they're both there. Yeah. So. But, and it has a back door. I think maybe he thinks that they can, like, run in there and they don't know like, that they can get out them. the back. Yeah. yeah. But fucking Amos Slade. Sets a fire. Just sets a fire. On a game preserve. Yeah. It's going to set the whole thing aflame. And he's like, going to smoke them out. Yeah. Which almost works. Yeah. They run through the fire before it really gets going. Yeah. He's like, we got one chance. Let's do it. So they take off through the fire. And Amos is just like, well, shit. Through the fire and flame starts playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very old song. I know. No one knew. (laughs) Yes. They head off through the woods to a waterfall. Yes, which, uh, historically, have not been kind to our protagonists. No. Especially not this month. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. Copper tracks their scent, but then they're attacked by a peg-like bat with a- No, um, a bear. It's a bear. Shit. I mean, candy candy dough. <laughs> Sounds the same. Every time. Hard to tell. This bear is rude. He's huge. Does not know Anthony Hopkins. No, absolutely not. Would not be invited to the Academy Awards. No. He's terrifying. Very scary. But also, they are in his house. So. Yeah, I mean, they surprised him. Yeah. Definitely. Bear pops out. Todd and Copper and Amos are all kind of getting attacked by this bear. Mm-hmm. Amos loses his gun. Mm-hmm. Steps in his own trap like he deserves. Good. But Copper is, like, biting at the bear, trying to, like, 
you know, trying to protect Amos and defend him and whatever. Todd gets away in the scuffle and... Yeah, Todd and makes he, he go running off. Yeah, they they run off across the waterfall. But Todd hears Copper's whine of being hurt. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta go back and help him. So turns he around. Runs back. Because he's like, he's still my friend, even though... Like a sap. Keeps trying to murder me. <laughs> he had a clean getaway. He want. I mean... You know, he wants to be safe, but he doesn't want his friend to die. They made their bed. That's true. But Todd comes and rescues him. He do. And leads the bear away from them. But then he gets smacked off of the waterfall. Yeah. Of course. I know. Onto this, like, half-rotted log that's, like, going across. And this bear also has no sense of self-preservation. Yeah. And just starts walking across this log with him and takes the whole thing down because he weighs, like, 500 pounds. Yeah. And it won't hold him. Yeah, I don't know how much bears weigh. But yeah, the the old rotten tree breaks, of course, and they fall down the waterfall. Yep. Down into the river. But Todd is still alive. Yep, he crawls his way to shore. He looks very sad and bedraggled and beat up, but he is alive. Yeah, crawls his way to shore. Copper comes over to him. And then Amos limps over with his gun and points it at Todd. He's like, yeah, I'm finally gonna get this fucking fox. But... Copper steps in front of Todd in between him and Amos and says, no, not today. That part got me too. Yeah. Yeah. When he, you know, he realizes that he was wrong. Yeah. That Todd is his friend and he steps in front of him to save him from yeah. his master. Even though he knows that, you know, his master is unhinged and maybe we'll just kill both of them. It's true. He's like, fuck you. This is my friend. He saved our lives. You're not going to kill him. It's true. No, it made me tear up also as well. The look. I know. On Amos's face. He yeah. has, it's like, he's holding the gun, it's pointed at Todd, copper steps between them, and for a minute, it's like he thinks about just trying to shoot him anyway. Right. And then you see, I don't know how they did this in a cartoon. It's incredible. But you see every, it's like he realizes every moment in his life that has gone wrong was his fault. Yeah. It's like he has this self-reflection for like it's kind of a long sequence too like, yeah where he's just like oh i am pointing a gun at my own dog i nearly just lost my own toes to one of my own bear traps yeah like, i'm on a game preserve yeah like trying to kill for a single fox yeah that didn't even kill my dog right and it's my fault yeah like everything that has happened has been because i've been trying to catch this fox right so he's just like all right copper let's go home yep and they leave. And Copper and Todd turn and smile at each other. Yeah. And go their separate ways. That's cute. So then we just see more birds. More birds. <laughs> Boomer and Dinky are still trying to catch Squeaks. And they're like, all right, he's in here. We're going to get him. And they look. But it's all bright and sparkly. And there's like a disco happening inside of this tree. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And then Squeaks emerges from the tree. And he's a butterfly now. A purple butterfly. He's beautiful. And he's all sparkly and holographic. <laughs> he's like, something familiar about that bug they're like wait no it couldn't be and then he like zooms in on his eyes yeah and they're like his eyes something i'm familiar about him and he flies away and big mama's like bye squeaks yeah (laughs) you're like wow what the fuck see you honey yeah it's very cute and uh, everything's fine yeah the widow tweed is taking care of amos's foot for him she's like you'll be up and running in no time which might be a bad thing but what are you gonna do chief and copper are fine tied up outside amos's house yep and we see Todd and Vixie overlooking the whole scene, 
presumably from the game preserve, which is 20 feet away. Yeah, everything. This is all on top of each other. <laughs> so close or so far apart. I don't right. even know. Um, and then we get a little bit of like a voiceover of like baby Todd and baby Copper, like little flashback scenes yeah. of them being like, we're going to be friends forever. And that's it. The and end. That's it. I mean, joke's on Copper, though. He's stuck with Chief. Todd's got a hot girlfriend. I know. He gave up his hot fox boyfriend. Yep. For what? That cranky old man? <laughs> nah. Two cranky old men. Two cranky old men. Yeah. Not the move, Copper. And that's the end. That's it. We made it. Literally says the end. Yep. All right. Did it make you cry? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely not as much as I was anticipating. I went into this like... I'm about to be crushed emotionally. Yeah, I know. I was, like, dreading this all month. Yeah. This is the one that I was, like, the most worried uh-huh. about. Same. I brought up to a couple people that we were going to watch The Fox and the Hound. Right. And I also mentioned Land Before Time. Right. When I would say Land Before Time, people would be like, oh, I love that movie. Right. And then I would say The Fox and the Hound, and they'd be like, oh, why would you want to do that to yourself? Right. Like, yeah. everyone that I talk to remembers... The yes. Fox and the Hound being sadder just than being, Land Before Time. Yeah, so sad. Like, I mean, we were under the impression that this does not end happily. At least yeah. the Land Before Time, you know, Littlefoot makes it to the Great Valley and he finds his grandparents. Yeah. But the impression that I got from everybody was that this movie does not have a happy ending. I remembered one of them dying. Right. I don't know why. But it's so, it's fine. Every yeah. Everything works out. Nobody dies. Yeah. In this movie. Even though except for Todd's Chief, mom at the very beginning. Chief should have, but. So, it, yeah, it's very strange. It's interesting that people remember it as so, like, And I wonder devastating. if it's, like, the things that you think are sad when you're a kid versus the things that you think are sad when you're an adult. Yeah. Because, you know, losing a friend when you're a kid does seem like a really terrible thing. As opposed to losing your mother? That seems, like, less likely when you're so small. I guess. I mean, I watched Land Before Time as a child and was absolutely devastated by it yeah but you still like wanted to watch it again that's true i don't know yeah it is hard to find children's movies though where they don't lose their mother so there is that thank you disney but yeah i i don't know i don't get it it's good and it's cute but i i it is very interesting that it is just lodged in everyone's brain as just this like soul crushingly sad when it's it's definitely not yeah it's sad it it does i cried in to march sadness absolutely but maybe not as the not the end all be all that culmination. is yeah yeah for sure replay rewind yeah i don't feel like i need to watch it again no i really don't not in an angry way nope just like oh okay yeah it, that's yeah it's, there's nothing particularly memorable about it yeah so no no i don't, I don't think so but yeah, yeah yeah like you said not in an angry way just kind of like okay i'm good for quite some time yeah all right well let's talk about the uh let's talk about it did other people like it well the budget was $12 million, which was the highest budget for an animated movie up until that point. Right. Um, but it did gross $40 million. Okay. So it did so all right. It did really well. Yeah. The critical review of it, though, was not always positive. Oh, no. A lot of people were like, it's really pretty, but nothing about it is groundbreaking. Well, they're right. Vincent Canby of the New York Times said, It is chock full of bouncy songs of an upbeatness that is stickier than crazy glue and played by animals more anthropomorphic than the humans that occasionally appear. Mm-hmm. It also possesses a climax that could very well scare the daylights out of the smaller tykes in the audience. That is definitely true. I don't know that I would call it chock full of bouncy songs. There are three. Yeah. Well, the soundtrack has, I think, five listed. 
Well, because then you've got the one that the one that she's widow tweed things, which is not bouncy. No, but I did think it was interesting. The reason I wrote his down is because he does point out that the animals are so anthropomorphic. Yes, that they don't keep any of their animal qualities hardly at all. Yeah, not really. I mean, Copper has a good sniffer. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Sheila Benson of the Los Angeles Times criticized the story for playing it too safe. Mm-hmm. She acknowledged that the writers were protecting us from important stuff, from rage, from pain, from loss, by these lies, done for our own good, of course. They also limit the growth that is possible. Yeah, which, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, like, put that up against the land before time. Right. You know, where they were really like, we're gonna go for it. Yeah, like, bad things are gonna happen. Yeah. But, you know, we will talk about it. Surprisingly, Roger Ebert really liked it. Okay. He said, The Fox and the Hound is one of those relatively rare Disney animated features that contains a useful lesson for its younger audiences. It's not just cute animals and frightening adventures and a happy ending. It's also a rather thoughtful meditation on how society determines our behavior. Which I do. I mean, I think that's what it's trying to be. Yes. Like I just, it, it wants to be a... Like a social commentary? Yeah. It just didn't lean hard enough on that. Right. Like, the potential for that is there. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, there should have been more, like... Oh, Copper doesn't... The movie is about trying to catch a caterpillar. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah, there should have been just more of something like, oh, Copper doesn't have to be a killer. Yeah. And he realizes that. But, I mean, they just kind of are like... Copper doesn't realize that he doesn't have to be a killer. He just realizes not this this one. Yeah. He's still gonna go kill other foxes well that's true so i don't think anybody learned a lot no (laughs) no but anyway so ebert liked it and i mean it has generally favorable you know reviews even now 70 percent on rotten tomatoes is right i think most people even if they say oh it's so sad they remember watching it and they remember liking it yeah so (laughs) it did cause and we've talked about it before but it caused the rift yeah in disney animation studios for several reasons right it wasn't just the thing with Don Bluth, but there was a lot of other shit going on. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Like, this this was definitely a turning of the tides for Disney. Yeah, this is, like, this moment. the changing of the guard. Yeah. Because this is the last movie that any of the nine old men worked on. Right. This is when, like, they brought in a whole bunch of new animators. So, Wolfgang Reitherman and Art Stevens were, like, co-animation directors. Mm-hmm. And... Wolfgang Reitherman did Sword in the Stone, and Art Stevens did The Rescuers, but they both had such different, like, styles, you know? Yeah. Wolfgang, per his name, old school. Right. Art, new school. Okay. Um, And it created this rivalry, and Stevens, the younger one, was supported by Ron Miller, who, you know, is eventually the president and CEO of Disney, so obviously they're going to lean that way. Mm-hmm. As we have alluded to, in an earlier version of the film, Chief was supposed to die. Right. But then they decided to, like, let him live. Yeah. Where he I just mean, has a cast. You can tell in the animation, like, he he looks very dead. You yeah. know, and Copper is, like, pushing his head around when he's, like, laying in the stream after he's fallen off the bridge. He looks... Yeah. And then they add in this, like, little cutscene of him, like, opening and closing his eyes right. so that the audience knows that it's he's like, oh, he's alive. Dead. I still was, like, oh, he's dying. Because <laughs> he... Just fell a long way, but right. I was for sure that he had died, but he's fine. Animator Ron Clements protested that Chief has to die. The picture doesn't work if he just breaks his leg. Copper doesn't have motivation to hate the fox. I agree. 
Me too, because again, when you see Chief later with the cast on and no one even cares, right? why the fuck are they so mad? Yeah, he's he's warm and dry and laying on a pillow and they're like, we gotta get that fox. And it's like, why? Yeah, because he hurt this dog we don't like? Yeah. So another argument that happened, Ritherman wanted to add a second act, which I, I think is a good point. The movie doesn't really have like a beginning, middle, and end. It's kind of just like beginning and end. Yeah. I mean, I guess the middle could be considered like the fall into winter scenes, but there's not much substance to it. Right. But he wanted to add a musical sequence of two swooping cranes voiced by Phil Harris and Charo. Right. Who would sing a silly song titled Scooby Dooby Doo, Let Your Body Turn Goo. What is that? I don't know. Like it got filmed. Yes. And I want to see it. And Taro is apparently wearing like a sweaty pink leotard. I know. I don't know if they (laughs) animated it, but it definitely got filmed. And I would love to hear this song. Yeah. And that was supposed to be like after Todd gets dropped in the forest. Right. So I guess that's where the second act would have gone. I guess. That's so far into the end. I don't know. Yeah. How that would have worked. But It just seems, I mean, I know they're introducing new characters in the forest, but to introduce these birds. That are going to sing a whole song. Yeah, teach him a lesson and then disappear? Yeah, or do they stay? Yeah. I don't know, but it does make me think a bit of, like, when Simba runs away Mm -hmm. and meets Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's kind of that sort of... But that should have been, like, you know, like, if Digger and, like, the porcupine sang the song or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Because they continue to be in the story and continue to, like, help him out and whatever. But, Yeah. yeah, to add these other two characters, it would just be... This is strange. It sounds right. very weird. So obviously everyone else also agreed and thought that this was a distraction from the main plot. <laughs> right. It is. I mean, it li- as much as I want to put Phil Harris in everything. Yes. And Charo. And Charo. Sure. But, but let your body turn goo. <laughs> it bothers me that it's not let your body turn to goo. No, it's What goo. is goo? What does it mean? I, I mean, don't know. I need answers. But yeah, Art Stevens is just running around. I just imagine him running around going, we can't let that sequence in the movie. It's totally <laughs> out of place. <laughs> yeah. Just office to office. Right, with those throwing papers around. <laughs> um, so, of course, he narked to studio management and got that part removed, which, I mean, he was right to do. Yes. Ritherman later walked into Stephen's office, slumped in a chair, and said, I don't know, Art, maybe this is a young man's medium. <laughs> he later moved on to undeveloped projects. He never finished another movie after this and died in a car accident in 1985. That is very sad. It I is. mean, I know that these things are not related. But just to have that progression of his life boil down to one sentence where he was like, I don't know, maybe I'm not cut out for this, and then never finished anything and then died in a car crash. Yeah. It's just like, well, shit. I know. Sorry, Wolfgang. Yeah, so obviously this transition between Old Guard and New Guard resulted in arguments over how to handle things. Ritherman has his own ideas on designs and layouts and storyboards, and the new team is like, no, this way makes more sense. Yeah. We're doing it this way. So, as we have mentioned before, Don Bluth worked on this movie. Mm-hmm. He is not credited. Nope. Per um, his request. Yes. He animated the scene with the Widow Tweed milking her cow, and also the scene where she shoots Amos's car. Mm-hmm. Bluth and the new animators felt that Ritherman was too stern, too out of touch, so in 1979, Bluth, along with Gary Goldman and John Pomeroy, entered Ron Miller's office and turned in their resignations. And soon after, 13 more animators were like, we're getting out of here, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Just and this so exodus. Yeah. They were all like, we're going with that guy. And as Bluth has stated so many times before, like, Disney was being too safe. Well, you know what? They're right. Don Bluth was right. Yeah. There's an owl in this movie that isn't scary. <laughs> She's very nice. 
There's a Can't have that. clear scene where someone should have died. Yes. We don't even see Todd's mom die. No. Like, there's no, this isn't groundbreaking. No. It's there's boring. hard, I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah. So, everybody quit, and even though they had animated significant sequences, they asked not to even be credited. After everybody left, they had to push the release of the movie back, because they... <laughs> Had just lost half of the animation team. I know. It's insane. That yeah. They're just like, well, they had to hire a bunch of people and be like, you guys are in charge now. And all the new guys were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was here to make coffee. They're like, nope, you're working on this movie. Can you draw? Get to it. I mean, the things that Don Bluth then went on to create are maybe too far in the other direction. Yes. Oh, but... you're not going to kill Chief? I'm going to make a bunch of kids stare at this dino mom while she dies. Yeah. You could have just killed off a side character. Now I gotta go kill somebody's mom. I gotta kill in front of the child. You know what? You're not gonna kill Chief. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write a movie where the main character is a dead dog. Yeah. Dog's dead the whole time. What do you think about that? <laughs> Wolfgang. This dog is gonna go to hell and meet <laughs> Satan. Yeah. You couldn't just let Chief die? Couldn't just let Chief die? <laughs> just let Chief die. No. No, I'm gonna draw a dog in a cast. I... Cannot imagine if Don Bluth had had complete control over this whole movie. Because Oof. if you read the original novel, oh, which I'm about to spell out for you. Oh, good. I'm ready. I think. It's rough. So it was written in 1967. The year of our Lord. By Daniel P. Mannix IV. Daniel Pratt Mannix IV. All right. And illustrated, which... <laughs> Just yeah. when you go on to find out what happens, you're like, yeah, you're drawing pictures? John Schoner? Okay. Anyway, illustrative. Here's the plot of this story. Tell me. There is a man. He's called the Master. He has a pack of hunting dogs. Mm -hmm. His favorite out of this pack is a bloodhound mix named Copper. Mm -hmm. However, one day the Master goes off to college. No, sorry, that's a different movie. Right. He gets a new dog. Yes. Named Chief. So oh. already we've flipped it. We've flipped it. Copper is immediately jealous mm. because Chief is better than he is. Yeah. At everything. He's the chief. They go on a bear hunt and the bear turns on the master and starts attacking him. And Copper is afraid of the bear and so doesn't help out. But mm. Chief does, defends him, chases the bear off. So now Chief is the master's favorite. Okay. And Copper is salty because the master just starts ignoring him. He's being a sorehead. He is being a sorehead. <laughs> Then we meet this little baby fox named Todd, who is being raised by a different hunter. Oh. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. Except for then we immediately learn that this hunter killed Todd's mother and littermates. Oh, why? And then just kept Todd as a pet. No. Oh. Yeah. He lives with this family for a year, where he sort of, while he's living with them, he learns how people work. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm sexually mature now because I'm a year, I'm a year old fox, so I'm leaving. And he goes off. He decides he's going to go live in the wild on his own. Okay. He starts like establishing his territory so he decides to leave rather yeah than he the just family. is like okay. goodbye and they're like whatever you're a wild animal so yeah good luck so he leaves he's like establishing his territory learning how to be a fox so he's peeing everywhere there's local yeah, yeah local farm dogs he learns how to like run away from them and so he's like oh okay i know kind of how dogs work too he comes across the master's house sees all these hunting dogs laying around mm. and realizes that when they catch his scent it just drives him nuts. Ah. And he's like, this is hilarious. Yes. And just starts bothering them whenever he can. But one day, Chief breaks his chain and starts chasing after uh -oh. him. And the master is like, we're going to get that fox. Chief and Copper and the master go off into the woods after this fox. The fox runs across a railroad bridge, jumps at the last second, 
Chief gets hit by a train and dies. As he should. The master goes a little bit crazy at this point. And in pursuit of vengeance, teaches Copper to only hunt this specific fox. Oh, shit. He's like, you and me, dude, we're going to kill this fucking fox. Yeah. To avenge my favorite dog. All right. So he's like, he just trains him only to follow Todd's scent. And it's the 60s, so Todd was always wearing aqua velva cologne, so it was really hard, easy to find him. Oh, yeah, that seems... And he's just like, he smells like this. Yeah, easy like, to oh, track cool. him down. Yeah. Through the woods. Not a problem. Brute. Honestly, I don't know how you teach a dog to be like, this fox. I feel like foxes kind of smell yeah, similar. foxy. Foxy. Anyway, so they are just growing... It's like years. It follows the years of their life as they're growing and the master keeps learning new hunting techniques. Oh. Coppery learns how to be a better hunting dog. Todd learns how to evade them every time, gets smarter and foxier, keeps outfoxing them. How many fox jokes am I put in here? As many as you like. Todd- <laughs> oh, good. There's no limit. <laughs> Todd finds a mate and has a litter of kits with her. But before they are grown, the master finds their den and gasses them all to death. Oh, my God. This is, that's, that's what happens in Once Upon a Forest. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Uh, later we'll he sets a bunch of, like, traps, which Todd learns how to spring to avoid. Yeah. But one of them gets his mate, and she gets killed. Oh. But then a couple months later, he finds a new mate, and they have a new litter of kits, which the master sits very quietly in the woods and draws them out one by one by pretending to be a hurt rabbit and kills all of them. Except for he keeps one of them so that they will make wounded baby fox noises to draw out their mother, and he kills her too. Oh my god! Yeah! Why? I don't know! So then the landscape starts changing, it's like getting more urban, like the city is kind of encroaching on the woods, the master has to keep like selling off chunks of his property. He only has one dog now, it's just him and Copper. And he's he's getting... not catching any other foxes. No, they literally just every winter during hunting season, they go try and hunt Todd. This is just... That's their thing. Moby Dick. Yes, absolutely. He's just getting, like, the master's getting increasingly old. He drinks super heavily. Everybody's like, you should really be in a nursing home. You can't live out here by yourself. But the nursing home won't allow him to have dogs, so he refuses. Oh, shit. He's like, no, it's just me and Copper, and we're going to hunt this fucking fox. How old is Copper now? I don't know, because <laughs> he was How old at the beginning. do foxes live? One summer, there's an outbreak of rabies in the fox population near the city and so all the people who were like hey old man you should go live in a nursing home are now like hey old man help us kill all the foxes because uh, they're attacking like and he's like people I was born for this and he's like you got it but he puts a bunch of poison around to try and kill the foxes and it ends up killing a bunch of domestic animals and a human child <gasps> god this is so involved so then he's like well not the best plan. So he gathers back up all of his poison and says, never mind, we're going to have a massive hunt where we walk in a straight line and we just flush all the foxes out of the forest and we'll shoot them. Okay, that's how the forest works. It's sure. just flat and straight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Both of these methods failed to kill Todd. Yeah. He's still outfoxing them at every point. At one point, they send a pack of greyhounds after him, but he evades them as well. One day, the master is like, all right, we're just, this is the day. We're going to go get him. So he sends Copper out. I'm going to really find him. actually try this I'm time. I'm really going to try this time. <laughs> Copper picks up on Todd's scent, starts chasing him, pursues him for a whole day through the entire night to the next morning, and then Todd just dies of exhaustion because he's been running away from this dog for a full, like, 24 hours. But the dog is fine. Well, he's almost dead as well. He's just, like, laying near him nearly dead the master finds him's like good job copper we got him nurses him back to health and then everyone in town is like 
yay, you're heroes. You managed to kill this fox for whatever reason. Who wasn't hurting anyone. Right. Didn't even have rabies. So they're like all super popular for a little while, but then their popularity dies down. And when they realize that they killed a child. Listen, man, you really should be in a nursing home because all you do is hang out with your dog and drink. And the master's like, you know what? You're right. So then he shoots Copper with a shotgun. Oh my god! The end! (laughs) What? The last line, according to Wikipedia, says, The master pets him gently before ordering him to lie down. He covers the dog's eyes as Copper licks his hand trustingly. And the dude is, like, crying the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! It's a good thing that this movie looks nothing like this novel, but also... Wolfgang Reitherman, what the fuck? Because he read this story and his one of his sons had a pet fox. Yeah. And he was like, this will be such a cute story if I change literally everything about it. Do you think Don Bluth read the book too and was like, this sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I could have made that movie. <laughs> Let's also make the dog and the fox drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what if they had a casino? Hang on, hang on. I'm getting some ideas. God, that is fucked up. Yeah, it's super bleak. Okay, so that's not a children's book, though, right? No. Okay, good. No, and I mean, there there was way too much. I was like, oh, I'm going to include some fun tidbits about this man, Daniel P. Mannix. But there is so much in his life that I'm like, what? He used to be like a sword swallower for a while. What? He's written like tons of novels. All of them are fairly fucked up like this one is. Like, they just have so much shit happening. At one point, he was writing an article about this woman who was like a fairly renowned herpetologist. And the flashbulb scared the snake that she was holding and it bit her and she died four hours later. Oh my god. <laughs> like, what? Just go read about this man because his life is like insane. Okay. But, Daniel uh, P. Manic. Yeah. A lot going on. Okay. Yeah, that's a children's story. Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why you would read that and go, yeah, we'll cartoonify it. Honestly. That'll be great. You're the best of friends. You know, if we had to choose between this movie that is too fluffy mm-hmm. and that book. Yeah. I'll take the fluffy movie. I'll take the fluffy movie every time. It's got Corey Feldman in it. <laughs> like, if nothing else. Yeah. The only non-scary owl I can think of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shit. That's rough. Well, thanks. Yeah. For that. Yeah. I might have nightmares. I don't know. That's scary. Know. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some of the voice actors. Yeah. There are so many people in this where you're like, oh, that guy's in that other thing. There's a lot of. Yeah. So. The cast of Winnie the Pooh's in here. Amos Slade is Grandpa Joe from yeah, Willy Wonka. From Willy Wonka which I read, I think this is the last thing that he did. Jack Albertson, I think. Is it, it's definitely close to it. Yeah. A lot of these people did not do very many things after this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once you've been to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, you can't really top that, so. It's true. What are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Be an unhinged man in your underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, that's what Grandpa Joe was. Never mind. That's true. He's just like, I gotta, I'm settling into my role here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sandy Duncan voices Vixie. She also voiced Peepers in Rockadoodle. Aww. No. Cute. Uh, Jeanette Nolan, who voiced the widow Tweed, voices Ellie Mae in The Rescuers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then Pat Buttram, who voiced Chief, right. voices Luke in The Rescuers, who her, who's her husband. Oh, okay. You know, they're the little mice who are like, we gotta go save that girl. And yeah. she, he's always drunk. Yeah. He also voiced, like we said, the Sheriff of Nottingham. In, in Robin Hood. the Yeah, the fox version of Robin Hood. Of course. And Napoleon in the Aristocats. What is his problem with foxes, I want to know? I don't know. John Fielder, who voiced the porcupine. 
like we said, also voices Piglet. No, and it's so sweet. And I love that he has voiced Piglet in everything. Oh. He is the only person who has ever voiced Piglet. He's a real it's a Frank, Frank Welker, Welker about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank Welker is not in this movie, but we got a we got another we got another Frank Welker type. Yeah. Um John McIntyre who voiced Digger also voices Rufus in The Rescuers. Oh, cute. And then he voice or he plays the sheriff in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh, interesting. And then Paul Winchell voiced Woodpecker, the Woodpecker Boomer also voices Tigger. Yeah. And the uh Caterpillar Squeaks was voiced by a caterpillar named Squeaks apparently. What? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I was looking through the cast and it says Squeaks the Caterpillar self. Oh. So <laughs> Okay. It's just a caterpillar. I don't think caterpillar squeaks, Name though. squeaks. <laughs> Maybe you just have never listened to one. That's true. Next one I see. What are you doing? But yeah. So there's a lot of fun people in here. <sighs> yeah. I have a couple little cute trivias. I would love some... Let's, yeah. Let's round out this very sad story that we just heard with some cute trivia. Cause... Yeah. So Oof. the co-director, Art Stevens, was the live action model for Amos Slade. He acted out the role for the cameras opposite a stuffed toy playing the part of Copper. That's so interesting because he's like, it's especially interesting because he represents like the young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but he plays but the like, old grumpy man. I'd be this cranky old man. This was John Lasseter's first animation job at Walt Disney. And he did the part where Copper is introduced. I'm sure that his career at Disney was fruitful and not drama filled at all. Oh, no. Yeah. John Lasseter. No. Stay there forever. Best of friends with everyone. He didn't get fired on the Brave Little Toaster and start his own no. uh, company. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. What's it called? Lixar? <laughs> Gross. Dixar. Dixar. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. That probably exists. And it's probably a bunch of CGI porn, and I'm never going to look at that. That's terrible. Some of Copper's growls when he fights the bear are recycled from Old Yeller, mm-hmm. when Old Yeller is fighting the wolf. Oh, Yeah. So... Recycled dog growls. <laughs> to tie back into another sad movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of recycled growls in here because mm-hmm. Candy Candido's bear growls were recycled from other movies. Yep. This is just the movie of recycled growls. And to end on a note about your favorite, Corey Feldman. Yeah. He said that he did enjoy working on Fox and the Hound, but he was sad that he never met his co-star, Keith Coogan, since all of the voiceover work was recorded at different times at Disney. They never got to, like, meet each other. That's so weird. Even though they're playing, like, best friends. I know. I'll never understand why studios don't do more. I mean, I know there's, like, time constraints and stuff, but it makes more sense to me to have two people in a room talking to each other. Yeah. So that you can just react to someone's emotions or the way that they talk it just seems more natural so yeah and especially when they're small children pretending to be best friends with other small children and they don't even get to be friends maybe they were like what if they meet and they hate each other that's true (laughs) keith coogan was in the movie about Corey hayman and Corey feldman oh so that's That's really cute. cute yeah he shows up in that he's also in jay and silent bob strike back as himself interesting as squeaks (laughs) squeaks himself all right. Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. You want to wrap up March Sadness? Because we're done. We're done. We made it. I'm we never survived. going to cry again. You survived. Until next March. Audience. Just kidding. I'm sure we'll do another sad movie. It's unavoidable. Oh, for sure. But but not four in a row. Not on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next year with more sad shit. Which one of the four do you think was the most sad? Oh, Land Before Time. 
Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I don't know. I think because of the way that I watched them, I ain't... Because like I said in Land Before Time, I decided to just not take notes and just let myself be sad. Mm-hmm. But that's the one that I definitely cried the most in. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it is it is the one that is consistently the most sad. Yeah. I was still crying when it was done. Yeah. And I think that too is... I mean, I was like trying to get things done and I had to stop and like hug my dog for a minute. Because that movie just like kicks my ass emotionally. Yeah. So That's hard. That one is hands down the saddest. And then I think next after that is A Little Princess. Yeah. Mostly just for that scene where she is laying in the attic crying for her dad thinking that yeah. he has died and just, you know, realizing that she yeah. is all alone in the world. That part's hard. I think I my second most not even sad but like I cried so much during Homeward Bound. Yes. <laughs> I think I definitely cried more for Homeward Bound, yeah. but A Little Princess is sadder. Right. Because yeah. a lot of the crying that I did for Homeward Bound was also happy tears. Right. Or hopeful, you know, when yeah. they when they meet Reunite. back up with each other. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm still crying, but I wasn't mm. sad. Right. So, I, yeah, I think I cried more, but yeah, there I had to rank them as far as sadness. Happy tears and a little princess. Yeah. And I, I, the least sad is Fox and I. Have. I know, which yeah. is crazy. It's not what I expected at all. Yeah, but that's okay, because... I was so worried that it was going to be so sad. I know. It's like I'm kind of relieved. Worse I, than Land Before Time? I don't know that I could have handled it. No. <laughs> so I'm glad it wasn't. All right. Which one of the four did you enjoy the most? Hmm. I think Homeward Bound. Yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, in the order that we watched them, I think Homeward Bound is my favorite and then A Little Princess and then... Because while A Land Before Time is as sad as it is, there's so much nostalgia yeah. for me and... Like, Ducky is so cute, and Petrie's so cute. Oh, Petrie. So, I think A Little Princess... I might like A Land Before Time more than A Little Princess. Yeah. But I think Homeward Bound is my favorite. Yeah. I think of these four, now, as an adult, my favorite was A Little Princess. Huh. And, like, and I think I say that because I kind of want to watch it again, like, soon. Right. The other three, I don't feel like... I mean, I probably will rewatch Homeward Bound and A Land Before Time some yeah. someday. But I kind of want to rewatch A Little Princess. Do you think that's because you liked it more or because you hadn't ever seen it? And you, like, your memories can suffice for Homeward Bound, whereas right. you don't have those. I don't know. I think I just liked it more. Yeah. And, I, like, I want to watch it again and, like, pay more attention. Yeah. You know? It is. It's such a cute story. but And it's just, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting just how, I don't know, like feminist and like progressive it was and like i don't know i just want to yeah watch it again yeah it is really good and i think it gets um forgotten yeah a lot yeah you know most people when i mentioned it had never even heard of it and it's just like it's so good it's such a it's such a cute story and compelling and interesting and she's yeah she's such a good character i know but homeward bound is so emotional and heartfelt and also funny i know but I think that's why it like hurts my feelings. Yeah. Like too much. That's true. I don't know. It does. But it is very good. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Yes. Does such a good job. Yeah. 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 Anything else about March Sadness? It. You feel good? I feel like it's complete. I feel good. It's cathartic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Glad it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to next week and not crying. Yes. Hopefully at all. No more crying. No more crying for some time. Three weeks at least. Then who knows? All right. Well, can't be held accountable after that. If you need us, you can find us on the internet. Yeah. Instagram, 
Tumblr, Replay Rewind Podcast. We're on Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod. Mm-hmm. You can Gmail us at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us what you thought. Which one was your favorite? Which yeah. Which one was your least favorite? Did you hate all of them? Do you hate this podcast? <laughs> Does anybody like me? Oh, no. Oh, no. She's just being sad. Stop. The sadness is over. It's okay. It's been too sad. You can listen to us on Stitcher or Google or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have a favorite podcast platform that we're not on, message us and we'll see about getting on there. Yeah, how hard can it be? You never know. We'll try it out. Yeah. We've got some fun stuff coming up in the next week or so. Yeah, we we do have some stuff coming up. So keep your ears peeled. Yeah, keep your ears peeled. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget... To reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and read. And in 1979, Bluth, along with Gary Goldman, John Pomeroy, oh, Bluth, along with Gary Goldman and John Pomeroy, entered Ron Tur- Oh, God. Ah! <laughs> Unique New York! <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.